0: Welcome to Seatime, Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Seatime. Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here, your host for this fine Tuesday evening, episode 182. Thank you for coming back, Jordan. I'm excited Absolutely, you're here.
1: Absolutely, me too. Yeah,
0: that's a fun sweater. What's that? Thanks. What does that mean?
1: Um, nothing.
0: Is it a brand? Is it a symbol? Is it no,
1: it's just, just like a- festive. I'm pretending it's winter.
0: Oh, (laughs) ah, well, we're supposed to be getting a a, a, a cold 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 front this weekend. Yeah, like down
1: in the 80s, so that'll be nice.
0: Watch out, Texas. (laughs) Shit's going to get weird in this state. So for those of you guys who don't know, this is Seat Time. We are the online show for the Offer Enthusiasts. We are going to beer, drink, and bench race ourselves through quite a few results from this past weekend, talk to some riders, some racers, and some enthusiasts of the sport, because we're uh, going to have uh, a couple different cool people on. So everybody knows Cody Webb. And those that know Cody Webb well, know his sisters. But one thing that I didn't know is that his sisters race and ride dirt bikes. Honestly, did not know that. I mean, you could assume they knew how right. I to mean, ride a motorcycle.
1: Right, to Cody Webb.
0: But racing a Duracross is not easy. No. So when they both were like, oh, yeah, we're lining up to race a Duracross. I was like, holy shit. I was like, that's some serious <laughs> kahunas for ladies to have. Yes. They were like, hey, Cody. I need some magic. He's <laughs> like, okay, sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get to talk to them. That's going to be awesome. Wiley mm-hmm. Watson is going to be on. He has a new film coming out, I believe, at the end of this week, if not October 1st, called Get Lost. Uh, that'll be a good time. We unfortunately did not get to work with them this time. That was my fault. I screwed that up. Apologies, Stephen. Uh, but that's what happens when life gets in the way sometimes. You make mistakes and forget to respond to emails. But Seat Time. <laughs> seat Time is brought to you by the fine folks over at flyracing.com. Um, obviously fly they make they don't just make gear they're very very huge supporters of the off-road scene so we would hope that you would use take that and go support them as well so flyracing.com is where you can go check out you know their wares or even better go to your local dealer and check it out there that way you get a chance to try it on and support your local scene which is you know really really the best way to support the sport in itself is to make sure your local dealers are getting that support by doing that when you go there you want to check out the kinda tires as well. In the off-road world, we've done the TKO Enduro. We got a chance to do the Equilibriums in Colorado. Then we had the Sticky Rubber Knobbies at the TKO. They're phenomenal tires. They help. They make a huge, dramatic difference. I mean, you heard Cody Webb say when he signed with his new team, unless that team was going (laughs) to start making a Sticky Tire, he wasn't going to sign. I mean, that's how much of a difference it makes. So if you're going to look for a very good quality tire that's not going to break the bank like some of the other ones we know of, Kindertire.com of is the way to do that through Kindertire of USA. And, again, that you can get through your local dealer. Mm-hmm. So those are big supporters as well. So Stillwell Performance at stillwellperformance.com. For those of you who don't know, that is just off-road suspension badassery. And if you're riding a bike with 4CS, a lot of people have issues with those. Too stiff, sometimes even too soft on the Husqvarna's. Stillwell will definitely be able to fix those those woes that you have that are very specific to the 4CS forks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even out the suspension as well. It's a big thing nowadays with the way that the frame geometries are coming out on the bikes. But then if you have a Kawasaki, if you have a Suzuki, a Yamaha, they can help you as well. It's not They're not KTM and Husky specific. They just have a very, very good reputation. And I'm one of the people that know that they can really help out a lot with the 4CS stuff. So. Yep. Definitely, huge uh, shout out to our supporters, uh, and we just say please go check them out at all their respective channels. Give them a like, give them a give them a high five, a social love tap, yeah, hmm. like a nude periscope session. No, nope. so <laughs> if, if anybody isn't on the social bits, we were we did we do now a little bit of a periscope session beforehand, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of it's live streaming. This is live streaming. It's fun. It's different. So. But we, we, not the Thursday night show. It doesn't get that weird. You know? it's, it's a we pantomime. We're to keep party, but it clean. In the midst of. Yeah, we try. We
1: try. We try. I mean, I do. He tries. Yeah.
0: She <laughs> Just does, kidding. and I try. And then that means she does, and I don't. It's really <laughs> the way it breaks down. We're a good balance, you know?
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um, What's funny, though, is all this stuff, so congratulations to Stephen Rice and his family. They had their baby. We've talked about it the past couple times. Um, and so this evening, we have Cooper Bailey as our producer this fine evening. Yeah. So now you've got a whole other reason to take him home. Yeah. Totally. You know what I'm saying? The guys can practice for Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's no, it's weirder. But yeah, um, it's, weird. it's so funny because we were doing the Periscope session, and we don't ever think about it, but a lot of the times we're pre-streaming the show, you know, three, four, five minutes. Out there with just that little transparent image out, and and Cooper goes to his phone. He's like, I'm gonna check it. And All of a sudden, he's like, Is is it? Are you supposed to be able to hear it? Because we're doing all the periscope <laughs> stuff, so talking. we're talking, and the mics are picking it up, and we're like, No,
1: I don't think That's we are.
0: It's like, Oh, not you're right. right. He's like, how do you stop it? I was like, Mute button. So we hit the mute button on the mixer, and and uh, you
1: know, it made it really fun, it was, interesting. Yeah, and then it
0: was like, You need to turn the AC down because it is really warm in here. <laughs> So we we started the show off in a great fashion, and to kind of keep it going, let's talk about some other badassery things that have gone on. So we did get a chance to talk a little bit about Caleb Russell and him cleaning up the well, not cleaning up, but winning his yep. third in a row Xe One Championship with the GNCC with Scaffold on one of them and all the stuff that goes with yeah. that and the victualls and blah blah blah. Like so, you, you, you <laughs> got it, You got you kind of like. Hope and pray that it's not something that's I know. so serious for Caleb Russell because obviously he's, he's, he's at his peak right now. Yeah, absolutely. Dominating.
1: It'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. Next season will be cool, and hopefully he takes the winter and heals well and right, has good support there, and doctors that train him and physical yeah. therapy, all that good stuff that gets him ready.
0: That's the way you do it. And then – um, I mean, obviously, I would imagine he's about to have that surgery. We asked to see if he could come on the show mm-hmm. this evening, and he could not, um, you know, and that's fine, you know, whatever that was. Um, but, I don't know, when's he going to have the surgery? Is he going to have it in the States and stuff? Because, you know, he he had the crazy forearm surgery. Uh-huh. And I don't believe that surgery is done in the States. So I don't know. I think you have to do that overseas. So I wonder, you know, it's yeah. like Matt Hoffman did all the crazy stuff where he got tired of tearing his ACLs, so he went and got the crazy... <laughs> fake ACL stuff put in that's
1: awesome I mean might as well you're a professional yeah
0: so who knows man it could get weird for sure and I'm realizing (laughs) now that uh, we've got a chat room so tlk.io slash seat time and I'm not in it so uh don't do that Coop it killed the audio fixed it fixed it my bad huh my bad what do we what do we do I guess when I switched over to the Russell pictures it took the audio off and so uh, I didn't realize
1: it How long were you on that? For A
0: little bit Oh well Well we're figuring it out It's okay <laughs> Because we're playing around with it So probably what we should have done Is put those pictures In a different level Layer But hey And then I'm listening to you Right <laughs>
2: And then I realized
0: I'm not getting anything to the my headphones. So. Hey, we're figuring it out. So sorry about that. We've Got the audio back up. It'll be good to go for a little bit. We'll just have to trim that out there in the show and see what happens. So, but yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. We saw Ryan Sipes get a national enduro win, so obviously he's awesome. Not here. Yeah. So you know, hopefully we see Caleb Russell come back completely healthy next year, and we can see Charlie Mullins back healthy. Yeah. We oh my can goodness. see Ryan Sipes with his newfound uh, confidence. It's gonna be coming. It'll in. be cool. Um, we've seen Grant Baylor has been continuing to get better and better and better. We've seen Chris Bott get a win. Yeah, and a um, podium
1: at the National Enduro also. Yeah. So
0: Yeah. Like there is <laughs> there's a lot. Josh Strank, you're mm-hmm. right. Yep, he podiumed there. And so it's like we could totally Yeah. Totally have a wicked bitch in X E one class next year. That would be awesome. Everybody stays
1: healthy over the winter. Just go hunting.
0: Yes, you know? <laughs> uh, we did a question in the chat room. Isn't Caleb expecting a baby soon? He is. Yes, baby boy, uh, right? Lonely. How are you lonely? I guess he's like Tuesday night by himself. He's <laughs> like, oh.
1: Man, I miss the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Coop, let's see about let's text I'm gonna text the ladies. Two minutes Turkish. If you guys know that line, hit us up. In the comments on YouTube and I will send you some koozies if you know what that quote was from. I'm not saying it again.
1: <laughs> do you have to be like an elder to know what it's from or is eh, it elder? is it modern? No,
0: not really. <laughs> True. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. So we're gonna get the web girls in here. Uh are they is that muted while it's so-
1: Uh, I'm gonna ask her about this. Actually, never mind. I'm gonna ask her. What?
0: You're gonna ask the girls? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, mom. Cheese, mom. Cheese, mom. Hey, ladies! (laughs) What is going on this fine Tuesday evening?
3: I just walked in from work. Like literally, like just walked in.
0: (laughs) Man, see, when I go to work, I wear like a robe because the stuff I have underneath, I can't actually like wear that in public. So you look way more dressed up than I do. So I really, that's awesome.
3: That's
0: good. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, my skibbies would be so much better right now than this outfit. I understand. <laughs> well, um, it, congratulations on having an awesome weekend, guys. It, it's, you know, I've seen you guys. I've, I've met Sabrina. I, I've seen Regina at races, but I don't know that I've in, introduced you in in person. But the thing is, is you guys are Cody Webb's sisters. That's kind of how I've always known you, and that's okay. That's no, there's no, that's not a bad thing. Um, it's just that that's the relationship I know when it comes to y'all. But, so, when I saw that you guys were racing dirt bikes at an endurocross, I mean, I was like, holy shit, that's some serious stuff, because we've discussed <laughs> it. We were like, you're Cody Webb's sister, they're going to be able to ride a motorcycle.
1: Like, right. Period.
0: They're going to be, they know how to twist the throttle, pull a clutch, That that's going to happen. But, Enduro Cross is a beast, so the fact yeah. that you guys were taking that on, that's impressive. And awesome <laughs> at the same time, so... Congratulations on just being Beast and doing that, but then, so just, shit, tell us how it was, because that's insane.
4: <laughs> you want to start? Um, I don't know. It was a lot of fun. It was definitely exhausting. I thought that I was in shape before we did it, but, I, like, literally on the second lap, I only did three laps out of five, and on the second lap, I was pretty much dead. Um,
0: is, it, is it the sprint aspect of it? That's what I found with a couple of enduro crosses I've done is that it's just like, I mean, it, it, you know, those laps that you do, you don't realize that even though you're kind of like just picking a little pace, like for whatever reason, that obstacle to obstacle to obstacle makes it feel like you're just sprinting. Is that kind of part of it or are you just were sort of like, oh, my God, it all hurts? <laughs>
3: yeah, no, yeah definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I think when it gets worse, when you put pressure on yourself, like when you crash, you're like, oh, shit, I got to get up and go as fast as i can again but um that's probably the worst part and the most tiring part is crashing
0: yeah now uh we got a chance to actually go to enduro cross last year in atlanta and host the event you know jordan was actually my co-host there so from what we saw at that event and then well now that we know that these ladies went out and raced would you do that one and two you know tell, tell me your thoughts
1: <laughs> well yeah. I, I would <laughs> love to race in enduro cross um I say that from like mental point but like physically I might start crying you know, I if I actually had to. <laughs> yes, a lot. I'm so <laughs> out of shape, it's ridiculous. Like when I, we've talked about that ghetto endurocross that we did in Oklahoma before. Yes. Um, I mean, I was in like race shape then and the ghetto endurocross like killed me like like a couple laps in you're like I'm going to die. Literally, your heart rate is like probably 300. Yeah. I mean, you should be dead. But yeah, so I would love to, yes, but at the same time, I'd probably cry if I got the opportunity to because I would
0: You'd hate do it, it and cry. Yes. You'd I'd love it
1: and hate it. <laughs>
0: so we'd video it for sure just to make sure that we capture all, <laughs> capture all that. We get all the emotions yeah, that you to share with the That'd be that really people. cool, guys. So, okay, guys, so give us a little bit of your backstory on dirt bikes. Now, obviously, because. A lot of people might think, oh, I can go do an enduro cross, and I disagree. Like, you, <laughs> you have can have think. beyond beginner's talent yeah. to be able to do this. You need to be in that intermediate, if not above that, into the expert realm. So give us a little bit of your backstory, or both of you all's, of course, on like when you guys got into riding. Has it just been because your brother did it, or has it been a whole family ordeal the whole time?
3: Um, I think it started from the beginning. Like my brother started riding when he was three. And so my dad had, I was the second child after and he's like, well, she's going to ride too. So by the time I was four, I was off training wheels and riding then. And same with Regina, we all started on a little Yamaha 50. And uh, so we had that. And then we also went into trials when we were like 11 or 12. And then uh, we kind of hit junior high and Volleyball and basketball were kind of team sports at the time, so we went away from riding for a good, like, six or seven years. And then um, I played college volleyball last year, and Regina kind of got back into riding, so she went to riding, and then when I finished volleyball, I went and joined her.
4: Nice.
0: Now, Regina. Are you the youngest, Webb, or is there even another further one that we should be on the lookout for? No, I'm the youngest. I'm
4: the baby. There's okay. only three of us. So you're the only
0: one that legally can't drink. Right. <laughs> I feel so sorry for you. I mean I've had such a great time in my life at, at uh, you know, above twenty one. Um, how have how's it been like, watch the times now that you've kind of like tried to come back to it. Now, I'd imagine when you guys are kind of doing your own sports and things like that, that it's, you're, you're kind of focused on that, and you were like, oh, good job, big brother. That's awesome. But when you kind of gotten back into it before, right before uh, Sabrina did, did you kind of go to him for advice, or were you trying to pay attention to maybe things he was doing and how he was training, or were you just kind of like, you know, I'm just going to go ride to have fun, and there was really no, I guess, a Real thought behind you, how you were gonna tackle it.
4: Yeah, well, at first it was all just like riding for fun, and then my dad would go out to because like, Cody has a track in our backyard, so my dad would go back there with me on the weekends, and we kind of practiced some of the obstacles. And I was, I was in no rush to try to like try racing or anything. And then once Sabrina got her bike, she got it like six months after me, and then she, I don't know, she's kind of like my little teammate, and then we both motivate each other to go out and practice, and then. Over summer, we decided that um, Sacramento is like our hometown race, so right. we decided we'd uh, sign
1: up for that and then just try it out. Great. Right so. That's awesome. Oh my God. I have a question. Um, so, with Cody as your big brother, does he ever give you like pointers? Does that like normally end in like fights or does that go well? Because I like imagine if my brother tried to tell me that I was doing something <laughs> wrong, that I would just get really pissed at him. Not like, I mean, even if you he was super it. awesome at it, like yeah. I'd be like, who are you trying to. What? Shut up. Get out of Look here. Man. So, how does that go? Does he like give y'all pointers and y'all like take it or?
3: Uh, we try to ask him for pointers, but we feel like most of the time he's like annoyed with us. Or like those, <laughs> <laughs> he's like those little bugs that he's just trying to flick away. He's like, yeah, yeah, just do that. But he gives us good pointers when he does, but uh, um, yeah. a lot of credit goes out to our dad for really helping us. That's, that's a lot awesome. of things. Just because Cody's gone most of the time, too, anyway. Yeah. yeah. That's
0: true. And then yeah. you guys. Yeah. And speaking of being gone, I mean, we've got Denver, right? This coming up weekend, endurocross. Cross. Um, so, man, they've got – that's. it's, like, crazy that with Enduro Cross, the way it works, they try, they try to cater to so many other different schedules mm-hmm. that they, like, pack them in whenever they can. <laughs> so it's like, oh, bam, Sacramento, and then all of a sudden we're going to be having Denver this coming weekend. Um, do you guys get to go – I know you guys have been to X Games. You, I saw you guys at TKO. Uh, are you guys going to get a chance to be out at any other other the events and, and possibly compete? as well
4: um we might go to idaho um but we're okay we might go to idaho but we're for sure gonna go to ontario we'll probably be racing in ontario
0: and in ontario that's because i mean that's like the southern is that the southern california or kind of southern yeah
4: yeah it's down like by la kind
0: of okay yeah you got it yeah. we're, we're in texas and it's like so you can say california that's like Somebody not in Texas, and you're like, El Paso, that's close to you, right? You're yeah, like, mm-mm, no. mm-mm. That's 12 hours away. So it's the same thing for us when you talk about stuff in California. We're like, yeah, San Francisco, that's yeah, like, like right, right next there. To San Diego, right? Yeah. It's like, no, no.
4: Yeah, Texas is huge.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, but, uh, yeah, we really. We, we, I don't think we knew what we had when, in Oklahoma, we actually had, when Enduro Cross was kind of starting right. starting up, yeah, when they only had like a handful of rounds and they were really trying to figure out where in the country to go before they went only West Coast. We had, you know, that one up there in Gilmer, like, no, oh, not Gilmer, uh, oh, you know what I'm trying to say, up in Oklahoma, yeah. uh, like four hours away, and it was awesome. We had so much fun going and doing that. I qualified and raced Jeff Aaron, and I got my ass kicked, and I went home, I had a... <laughs> I had a beer, and I cried myself to sleep. Because <laughs> it's like, you don't even realize how hard your forearms can get. Right. Like, it's just, you pump up it's like stupid. such a bitch. It's ridiculous. Like, where did this come from? I know. That's a, it's like, okay, so talk to me about that really quick. before It's like, you guys have, the, you know, a practice track that Cody Webb would practice on, and you can get pointers, you can get tips and all that kinds of stuff, and... You know, sometimes you don't notice that these guys do warm up. So, did you what about that? Like that's a big thing I think a lot of people don't realize is the proper way to warm up. Is there anything there that you guys kind of like zoned in on from maybe your other sports or from watching your brother that really got you ready for your race?
3: Um, honestly, our warm up session consists of dancing. Like we'll just blare music and try to get rid of our nerves as best as we can because we're really in it to have fun. So before the Sacramento Enduro Cross, we had a bunch of our friends out in the parking lot and blast music and whip a nade <laughs> Do
0: you know what that is?
1: Um, <laughs> I know the term. I do not know what that looks like. I'm, I'm
0: is there any way that one of you guys could like like step back and like show me what that is? Do you know so, what that is? I have no eight. idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> i i can't do it i don't know what it is i don't it's know what scary. it is it sounds either. scary to me but uh <laughs> i do heard i've heard the, the i've heard of it but i don't have a clue for some strange reason i feel like i have i don't know maybe that's like like say like turn it i don't know i am sound like an idiot here Maybe <laughs> I,
1: mean, yeah. I think we're just like completely out of any sort of uh cool or i mean i guess i should speak for myself mm, you just gave better. me a dirty look
0: hey hey at thirty six, I feel like I do a pretty good job trying to keep up. No, I don't use Snapchat. No, I don't we, get it. We but more. that's okay.
4: Thirty six, you know Snapchat, you're crazy. <laughs>
0: See, but it has effects. It has effects. It has we effects need
4: effects
0: because it has effects. Has effects. Has effects. All right. So, the women's class at Enduro Cross. Was it, uh, did you guys, how, who did you guys, like, ro- race against, like, Morgan Tank and Rachel Gudish and, and, and the likes there, or was there in Sacramento, uh, like, kind of a, an expert amateur class that you guys were able to compete in? No, we
4: were all just, we were thrown in the race with, like, Morgan Tanky and, our, yeah, Sandra Gomez. Yeah, Sandra Gomez was yeah, there. Rachel Gudish. Lexi
0: Bichotte. Woo. yeah Man. Interesting. Turner.
4: They're so badass. Like yeah. I give them so much props for what
0: they do. I, I know it was last. Like and I, I always knew Rachel Goodish was good at what she did. Like she was a good dirt bike rider. But it was last year at the TKO when I finally was like, that's when it like dawned on me is because like she like whooped my ass at the TKO. <laughs> like I missed qualifying for the afternoon race by like three minutes, and I think she made it by like ten minutes. <laughs> And that's when uh, I was like, I'm going to go asleep. But this year I qualified gonna for go Sunday. I'm going to cry so myself to
1: sleep, is what you really said. I really do that a lot, though. It's fun, unfortunately.
3: You can cry yourself to sleep. It's kind of yes.
0: <laughs> it's, it's part, it's, it's part of being 36. <laughs> when you have three kids, you do whatever cry it takes to sleep. fall asleep as fast as you can. <laughs> if it's a couple tears, yeah. do what you got to do. Work. You make it work. Well, cool. Well,. Awesome job, ladies. I mean, holy shit. Yeah. I super, super impressive that you guys did this. Uh I would love to see you guys out there again. Um and, and obviously the next event that I'm at that you guys are at I'll have to be more uh more social and uh and, and be able to chat with you guys more in person um just because that way I could be less of a loner. But hey.
4: Well, hopefully Jordan will be there too, racing with us. Yeah, that'd be awesome.
1: awesome. I agree. And I'll show you how to whip a nene. Yeah, there you go. That'd be (laughs) that'd be good. Help us stay, you know, current. (laughs) Do I need to know what that is I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Could I
0: do it right now with my ankle the way it is? Is a better question. Could it Would I be in the handicapped crowd?
1: Oh man, we're going to YouTube this <laughs> after
0: the show. <laughs> I think we are. After the show, we're going to whip a whip a whip a nae nae onto YouTube and see how it goes. So, Web Sisters, you guys are awesome. Thank you for doing what you do, and thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it, and we look forward to seeing more badass action from you ladies in the future.
3: Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you for having us. Bye, y'all.
0: I just realized too that it's like a shit ton of blondes tonight. What? I'm like the the random brunette. What the hell. All right. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. (laughs) See y'all. All right. Thank you. (laughs) And I noticed we had Wiley Watson already dropping in text. He's like, "Uh, that's all I got to tell him, get ready. Uh, But, yes, so it's going to be a good time. Man, holy crap. So, yeah, how are you going to get yourself to an enduro cross to compete with those ladies?
1: I am not sure. Money and um, a ride.
0: Okay. Well, nobody has. Nobody, out him, stepped up yet. I'm not yet. going in the shape. Nobody stepped up yet to uh, to get me to the Baja Rally next year on an Dang adventure it. bike. So I'm really. So I'm second in line. There. Is what you're saying? Very. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe we can get somebody to step up yeah. and get you to an enduro cross. <laughs> you're like, <"But> you're <laughs> I'm going to Baja. <laughs> up first. Let's see how it goes. Well, Mr. Wiley Watson, you're looking sexy. I'm loving your beanie, broski. Thank you. Got styled out. Hell yeah! This is seat time, bro. You got to step it up, right? Yep. don't <laughs> Absolutely. Well, dude, it has been, unfortunately, too long since we've had you on. And as I said, my summer's been crazy. Um, and we got a chance to see the trailer for your new video that's going to be coming out uh, this week, if not October 1st. Uh, get Lost. And so I was like, you know what? This is the perfect time to have Wally Watson on to chat with him again to kind of not just catch up with what's been going on, but then as well talk about the video, all the ways that people are going to be able to get a hold of it. So, To that regard, what the heck has been going on? I mean, besides filming, because obviously that's how you make a movie, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The summer has actually been super busy. I've been working on a ton of different projects. I've been working a lot well, on this film, obviously. Then I've been um, co-producing a three-episode kiteboarding series and working with a couple different brands in the kiteboarding industry. Um, doing some doing some stuff in a couple different uh, sports to try and mix it up and just keep things fresh and definitely have had my hands full for sure and the the Get Lost project has uh, they are, they're always a lot more work than you think they really are and the last ten percent of the film is really difficult and uh, has been really difficult I uh, it's been finals week over here for a month. Basically, is what it comes down
0: to. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you're you're pulling those twenty-two hour days, and it's just that. like the details and details and details that you gotta you gotta go through. So, in a project like the one that you're about to release for Get Lost, where does that start for you? Like the ideas, like when when was something that when was this project an idea for you, and then when did you go? Okay, I'm pulling the trigger, and we're gonna start filming and start you know really starting to go into pre-production on something like this.
2: Um well last year we did um we had lost in the Pacific Northwest, which was a three episode web show series that um we shot up here in obviously the pacific Northwest and it was super fun. we had a good time, and it was successful like there was a really good response for it, a lot of solid views um so I kind of wanted to cater that same um, same style and same format into a film. And that's what we ended up doing. Uh, it varied a little bit. We have a little more storytelling and narration kind of setting up the scene and basically like why you would want to get lost or what, you know, let's say, you know, you want to escape the day to day and everybody just wants to go ride their dirt, dirt bikes with their buddies and go have a good time. And that's kind of the theme that, that we went for, and then alongside of that, we're also like pushing the free riding and the progression, and like doing new crazy stuff that is um, inspiring to people to get outside their comfort zone.
0: Absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah, um, and I I love it too because I, I'm a big fan of Carl Redmond. The guy's so soft spoken, and, and 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 now, granted, I know that I can be a little overbearing at times. No. So when I when I when I do talk, with, all. yeah. When I talk with Kyle, I, I, I'm i always kind of like, I'm very hesitant because he's so soft-spoken. I'm always afraid that, like, I can't tell if he's being soft-spoken or if he's just, like, so annoyed with me. <laughs> and, and, and most of the time, it, it, I think it leans towards no, soft-spoken, that's... so it's okay. But, like, when, so when you hear him talk about how much free-riding means to him and a little bit of the narrative parts that you do have in the trailer, it... it you know that resonates a lot with me because of the fact that Kyle doesn't talk a lot. So when he finds very descriptive words to talk about things that he enjoys, that's when I know that it's like you're getting a lot of Kyle Rebin right now. Like, yeah. So that's cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, really, the only way to talk to Kyle is you gotta talk shit to him. That's what I figured out. <laughs> Seriously, that's it. It's The only way. If you want to get any words out of him, you gotta be hard on him.
0: I like it. I like it. So we do have a question in our chat room. And uh, it was, and I figured we'll hit it up since it just popped up. Is a favorite piece of gear that you used while shooting get lost?
3: Hmm.
2: Um. Well, I did pick up a new camera. I picked up a Sony FS7, which is like a step up from the Sony. FS700, which everyone's kind of been shooting on the last couple of years, which is, like, super slow motion, yeah. yada, yada. Um, but the Sony FS7 is sick because it's 4K, and the image is stunning. And this, by the way, this film is, like, all, it's all on 4K, and it's going to be online through Amazon at 4K resolution. Which, and I think that's the first Moto film that's going to be released at full 4K. So I think That, that is awesome. That'll be pretty cool. Um, but, uh, and uh, the, I got a, we got a, a Ronin M gimbal. Um, that really was super fun to work with. And I think that was the best, coolest piece of equipment. Just it created this uh, feel and and perspective that it's like a drone, but it's on the ground and you can get it in more places. And it just brings an extra dynamic to the film. And I think it's really cool. So, yeah, I would, say, I would say the gimbal for sure.
0: It's that's pretty neat. That's interesting that you say that because I have yet to use a Ronin and when the Ronin M came out, I immediately said whenever Borrow Lenses has one, I'm going to rent it because I was like, that's it, like a, a, a gimbal that I can use with my DSLR size camera. I was like, oh, absolutely in love with that idea. I haven't found a project or the money yet to do it, but as soon as I can, Borrow Lenses does have it now, so I'm super excited to get that. But the gimbal that I have uh, spent... A, a lofty $300 on was for the Hero 4, and it's mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the Fuji Tech or whatever, uh, the, the G4 Axis. But just having a gimbal for when I run and gun with a GoPro now... Blew, Makes big difference. ...blew my mind away. Like it's a yeah, like big difference. I, I always was like, okay, you know, I double held my arm when I would hold it to kind of like, because I know, like, looking at footage, you can see the shake. And uh, or, or using a little steady cam kind of device, but they just weren't great. Mm-hmm. But since this gimbal is built specifically, it's weighted for the Hero 4 Silver, or the Hero 4, dude, holy crap. So I can only imagine when you take that to 4K, you know, and, and the amazing shots that you're getting with that Ronin M, that these are probably going to be some sick-ass... Sick-ass
2: shots. Sick-ass. <laughs> sick yeah, I mean, the coolest thing about it is we were able to put it in our backpack and ride with it, which you can't do with a lot of stuff. No. No, that's definitely the most challenging part about getting to a lot of the locations that we're shooting at is actually getting there is a pain in the ass.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Because so, you've got to be a good rider, and then you have to be able to carry, like, 50 pounds of gear. and It's, just, it's a serious project. And so
0: and, a good rider, and means risking. not a crasher.
2: Yeah, he's <laughs> misking yeah, all the gear in your pack, so you better not crash either. Yeah,
0: yeah. yes. Oh, shoot. That, that reminds me of a story uh, my dad told me. So they went to the K-Team Adventure Rally this past uh, two weeks ago, and there's a guy there that crashed and broke his collarbone cool. on the ride. And lo and behold, find out that the guy had just just been released from the doctor from breaking his collarbone. No. And the doctor said, sure, I mean, you can go, just don't fall. It's like, the doctor's fault. That, that's the, I mean, that's the, doctor, the doctor pretty much saying, you probably shouldn't go. Yeah. And I was just like, so it's like that point where you're like, yeah, I mean, you can just, do it. Just don't fall. Just don't fall. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, yeah, it's like, I got like, you know, how much would the FS7 cost? Six
2: grand, five grand? Uh, it's, uh, it's about eight grand. Eight grand? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's,
0: that's the camera he's talking about. Yeah. Now, with the, the, the F the FS7. Was that for the Ronin-M, or did you use a different... No, we
2: used a, we used a smaller... We used a GH4 for the Ronin-M.
0: Okay. Yeah, because the Ronin-M, I think the FS7 would be too big for that size gimbal, right?
2: Yes, I tried. It's not... There's no way. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, like, you'd think, oh, you know, carrying that thing around... Carrying it around with the GH4, it's, it actually is heavy. Not, I mean, it's, it's relatively not that heavy, um, comparison to, you know, the, the, the regular Ronin and when you're carrying like a red or an FS 700 or an FS 7, I don't even know how people do that for an extended period of time. Cause it is, it makes a big difference yeah. and the weight of the Ronin M with the GH4 is way more efficient, especially for the stuff we, we were doing. So that was the, the decision making behind that. And yeah. it's a little bit more affordable too. So. Oh, oh
0: absolutely. Um, absolutely. yeah. Um now we, our good friend Rob Mitchell, and I'm sure you've chatted with him before in the past, and I, I know I chat with him quite often. He's in, he jumped in the chat room to ask a couple questions, and I know he's working on a film, and so this will be really pertinent to something he's got going on. He wants to know if you could describe a little bit of the process that you had with Get Lost, and then others like What Is uh, into iTunes. He sees he seems to be kind of hitting a roadblock where you know he can't do it himself and has to go through an aggregator, and you know, and it sounds like it's. Cost an arm and a leg to make it happen, and didn't know if maybe you've got ways that you figured out a way around that, or if it's just pay the piper and fi- and just hope you make the money back.
2: I mean, making a film is—it's—I'd say it's a lot more difficult than people think, and I think that that's the reason why there's only two or three people in the motor the moto industry doing it right now. I mean, you have Taylor who does the moto movie series and he does one project a year and that's, that's, that's it. Like that's all he does. And, and it's a huge undertaking to do that project. I know because I've been on set many times and it's a, it's a giant workload. Right. Um, and I, for me personally, like since I have, since I started doing films back in like 06 and 07, I have, you know, I would say I have the line of contacts and communication open with people that I've established, you know, what, eight years ago now. So that's super helpful for me because I've already had, had films come out, and I have those contacts, and I can, you know, hey, we're doing a new project. Okay, great, let's, you know, let's pick this up. Um, and I think that that is widely beneficial for me because unless you're somebody outside the box and you you have a ton of money that you're like, Oh, hey! I want to do this. Well, you got to prove yourself first, but it, it's hard to do that on, you know, shoestring budget, which most of us are doing it on. Um, it's it's tricky, you know. It making a film costs a ton of money, and it it's amazing how much time you can just put into a three to four minute web edit, and then times that by ten, yeah. and you realize, wow, I just spent, you know, fifteen to twenty grand on just production, like, and that's cheap, you know. Yes. Um, I mean, really, realistically, to, to make a film at 45 minutes, I would say it would be a minimum thirty grand, Because a song can cost anywhere from 1500 to $8,000, yeah. you know, just for one track for three to four minutes. So times that by, let's say, five or six, and there could be your whole budget right there. Luckily for me, I'm working with somebody who's scoring my stuff, and he's doing a really good job, and it's way more affordable. I did spend... Um, Three thousand dollars on music um, for this film, outside of what I'm paying the guy to score the stuff, which I mean you kind of you kind of have to spend a little bit more to get the better songs. Um, but it's a real it's a real struggle to work with the artists too, not necessarily the artists, but the labels, because you're in communication with the label, right. and they want more money. Like originally this this uh, label wanted ten grand, we got them down to five, and then I was like, there's still no way, but I'll give you fifteen hundred, and they went. We went with fifteen hundred, which worked out well. But I mean, that's it. Just costs a lot of money, is what it comes down to. And luckily for me, I've been in it for a while, so I have, you know, the connections established already. And you know, that's I'm lucky for that. I'm, I appreciate that that I that uh, people value you know the work that I do. So right. it's good.
0: Right on. And um, and then geek question is how does the GH four really compare to the FS7, and I don't, like, and this is kind of the top of my head, like, I don't really think there's much comparison. It seems like they're, they're, you know, two different tools for two different types of shots and two different, you know, uh, jobs,
2: but you're the I put the the GH4 through the ringer, and the GH4 is a fantastic job. Um, Really, I think the GH4 is a great tool for... 95% of the people in the filmmaking industry or who want to film or do web videos or or even make films, really it comes down to the user and how good you are with the settings and how good you are in post-production and the color process and, uh, you know, acquiring the correct, whether it's exposure or shutter. There's a lot of small things with that camera that you can do that most people maybe overlook and... Um, the only thing that I'll say is a little, it's a little bit high-contrasty and high-saturated. So um, to, to change colors, it's a lot more different, difficult than it is with the Sony FS7 where you're shooting this picture profile that's called S-Log. And it's a, basically what, when you're in color, um, color correction, it shoots a real flat gray color. But what that allows you to do is you can bring out all these different colors and kind of create a custom look. And with the GH4, you're kind of, you're more fixed. So you have, you know, your reds are really red or your, your yellows are really yellow and you can't pull. There's less give and take there. Yep. But for, night, like I said, 95% of the people aren't really going to notice the difference or they're, you know, it's not that big a deal. And I was able to match a lot of the footage. Like I bet a lot of people aren't going to be able to tell the difference um, other than when you're in the middle of the day and it's really bright and super contrasty, you can tell that the GH4 stuff is is a lo- it looks a little different, but
3: right.
2: yeah, I think it's a great camera. That's other great. than the slow mo, but yeah, whatever.
0: And with the you're talking about the color correction and it's kind of shooting a little bit flatter. That's actually a big feature now on GoPro. A lot of people don't realize that the Pro Tune is that is what it allows it to do. Is it allows it to shoot in that flatter set up so that when you can go in and start editing and go into post production you can go into color correction and you can then kind of create a better look and feel for what you want to create or just in the long run at least match color better for when you're you know mixing shots like he's talking about where it's maybe a little bit more outside a little mm-hmm. bit more daytime versus maybe it's a little bit later in the afternoon or inside interior type shots or just even changing angles so yes. we're seeing that more um, but it's, it's it, to that point it's probably only five percent of the people out there that really know how to grasp that ability and really, mm-hmm. you know, make it useful in the way that it's there for. Right.
2: Yeah, I mean, you you pretty much nailed it right on the head. I mean, mo- you know, most people will do great with the GoPro, and you can get crazy good footage out of GoPro, especially if you know what you're doing and how you acquire the footage. But just like the GH four, it like I said, it really comes down to the end user. And it's not all about having a red camera and a $40,000 setup. Because if you don't know what you're doing with it, it's not going to make any difference. And honestly, most people don't have 4K monitors. They don't have 4K displays. Everything's played at 1080. So, you know, 4K, it's kind of more like marketing hype, I would say. it. it I have a 4K monitor. It does look really sick. Uh, uh, the film looks super good on 4K. I'm, I'm really stoked with how the image came out with that That I shot for for Get Lost, but at the end of the day, you know, 90% of the people that buy the film aren't going to even watch it on 4K, so you kind of have to realize, like, that's where people are at right now, or you're a consumer, and yeah, like, everyone in the film industry is like, oh, 4K this, 4K that, 4K that, but really, the end user does not watch it at 4K, so (laughs) how much is he going to pay to make that happen, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, I think I was watching, so... And you're talking about equipment you know, and the and, and level of effort. If you go to fstoppers.com, there's a video that we were talking about right before the show started. A guy uses iPhone 6S and a flashlight to shoot pictures that he then went and edited in Photoshop, and they look like he's using $40,000 worth of equipment. Um, so the thing is, is it's not just about the equipment. Sometimes it's about the fundamentals. Absolutely. Um, and so it's, it's just crazy it, you know, if you take the time to learn that kind of stuff, what you can do. Uh-huh. It's
2: also ha- it's also about having good content too, you know. Like you can't, as they say, polish a turd, and that's really true.
0: <laughs> and see, we realize that, and seat time's okay. Like it's it's a turd that floats. You it's, know, it doesn't ever sink. You keep flushing it; yeah, it just stays around and hangs out. Here we are, and uh, we have got no no uh, no inhibitions about it, so we're okay <laughs> with that. <laughs> so quickly, before we let you go, the kiteboarding thing. Tell me a little bit more about that, because. The reason why I ask is, one, I'm interested, but two, like, the moto industry is the moto industry. You can tell guys like Kyle, Kyle Cowling, like, he gets it, and he's trying to do his own thing, even though he's still within the moto industry. It's his own thing. To make his own money, he doesn't have to ask Which, people to sponsor it, but it's like...
2: I admire I admire him for that, because that's really hard yeah. to do.
0: Yes. Yeah, I can only imagine the shitstorm that he's going through, and has been, especially after the after this last episode. It seems like everybody lost their balls.
2: Um, Uh, I I mean, I think it's really great. I think somebody stirring the pot is super good because I feel like nobody does and everybody just, you know, looks the other way and doesn't really do anything to change what's going on. And I I think that's um, something that is long overdue, I would say. And I think it's cool that he's bringing a different perspective to things. But yeah. that, that's another conversation.
0: Well, you got, And that's what's weird is that, honestly, that's like a rabbit hole because we could take that, like, <laughs> like into yep. the deep, dark places. <laughs> but, like, the kiteboarding thing, I think, is super smart because you did get your start in the moto industry. But I think the more and more you stay in the moto industry, if you're going, you know what? I want to make bigger projects. I want to make a little bit more money. I want to do... Bigger, grander things, you kind of you have to realize at some point you have to look beyond mm-hmm. the moto industry. So, is the kiteboarding thing part of that? Is the kiteboarding thing just a man, a wicked cool opportunity to do something different? Or,
2: um, I would say, well, since I'm since I grew up in, in Hood River, Oregon, and I'm actually back here like eight months out of the year, then I'm down in SoCal four months out of the year. Okay. The hub of the sport is literally like right out my window. And a lot of the top athletes are living here now, and it's like everybody wants to shoot. And so for me, I'm you know, I'm interested in getting outside the box and doing something different to, you know, keep everything fresh and, and have fun. And, um, you know, the kiteboarding industry isn't that big. It's relatively pretty small. Right. Um, but it's cool because it's not it's not that competitive yet as far as filming and there, there's people doing it, but there's not anybody doing it like blowing minds, you know, on projects. I'm not saying I'm doing that, but you know, there's, there's, there's opportunity for that. And, and actually I'm, I haven't even, I'm, what we're doing is, uh, um, well, my girlfriend who's co-producing the series, it's actually on women and it's for, it's for professional women. And, but that's the thing is they shred, like it's super sick. Like I've been getting into the sport more and more because, I go watch and film them and they're like killing it and I'm like super stoked. And I've been kiting myself and for me to like film something and get into it, I have to actually do it in order to feel like what's going on. Like what is the feeling that they get when they do this trick or, or how they ride? Like and I've got that feeling now and and it's it's fun. Like I'm I'm having a blast doing it. It's not like, you know, I'm not gonna go away from the moto industry and and just film kiting, but it's an additional extension that I'm putting myself out there and we're, we're, we're doing some good work. And actually after, in a month or so, we're dropping, um, that the start of that series. Um, and yeah, it should be, it should be cool, but I'm always going to be, you know, rooted in the moto industry and, you know, more so off road. I'm not really up on the moto scene. Um, I could be, but I don't know. I, I, I think filming on a moto track is boring, honestly, so, and everybody, anybody can do it. <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with you. I know. Um, and I think too, like, say like the kiteboarding thing, like you get out there and you start filming and kiteboarding, you have to start thinking about things a lot different because all of a sudden there's a whole other element, water. Like,
2: yeah. Well, all of a sudden a you're like, you, I can drop my camera in water. That yeah, sucks. Like, <laughs>
0: so you have to go, you have to think about your shots somewhat differently or think about the shots you want to take and you go, okay, well, no, I want to do this in the water. So then you're, you're getting all this gear to make sure you can do that. Like. That mindset, then now you can go. You you've thought about things so different. You then you take that back to r- motorcycling yeah. and off road riding and stuff, and how you're going to shoot things. Like you're going to start looking at things totally different. Yeah. So that could create some wicked cool, you know, f- uh, features down the line as you start to t- you know craft all these, uh, you know, new greatnesses.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I'd say. We'll see how, you know, Get Lost kind of is received because it is kind of... I'd i say it's slightly progressive and it's more free-riding, but alongside that, it, it has some storyline to it um, as well. And I'm kind of going to see how this film does. And, you know, the next step is to see how much energy I want to devote to putting into another film or if I want to do web stuff or if I just, you know, want to work with brands on creating small pieces I'm I'm not sure yet, but we'll kind of see what what happens here in the next 6 months and, and go from there.
0: So. Wicked. All right. When does it come out? How can we get our grubby little paws on it?
2: Get lost. So, the film's going to come out, I believe uh end of Oct, well, I know end of October, first of November. Um we'll have our website up at the end of the week and it'll be getlost.mx. MX was you know, it's actually for stands for Mexico, but I thought MX worked a little bit better than com. So with that. I'm with and, you. and then um, yeah, we'll be we'll be pushing the trailer. Check out the trailer. It's kind of all over the place right now. Um, I think the trailer came out super solid and represents what the film is gonna be about. And we'll have a uh, we're gonna do a couple premieres too, which I think is something that I've been missing in the past films because it's just really fun to get everybody together and go have a couple beers and, and enjoy, enjoy a movie, kick back. So
0: absolutely, that, yep.
2: will, be, uh, that will be online soon about well, that.
0: If you would like to let us host one in Texas, you just let us know and seat time For again. sure. Because, you know, we like beer and we like your movies. <laughs> if we put those two things together, I may not wind up with pants. And that in itself <laughs> is another glorious occasion for everyone to enjoy. So
2: well, <laughs> so you well you're, you're gonna lose your you're lost your pants. Brian gets lost with his pants off or something.
0: So, got lost. No, I get got
2: lost. <laughs> they,
0: they got lost. They got lost. I like it. Well, cool. Well, that's gonna be a good time. So getlost.mx. It's funny. It's gonna be interesting. You you bring up a point. You know, me being a web developer, I kind of watch a lot of this stuff that goes on in the because internet world. And it's so many people, like, Co. you mean .com? No. And, like, I've, yeah. been, I've been dealing with that for five years, <laughs> and I still get that. And I'm just like, oh, my, like, what the fuck world Those <laughs> like, the people live in? So it's going to be interesting well, to see what the reaction is for you. We'll see what
2: the .mx does, but I feel like MX is very motocross, and I feel like that's going to be, like, because only moto people are going to go there, right? So oh, if no. you don't get the yeah, MX thing. I agree, yeah, I get <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah One thing before I go, what did you what did you think of? What did you guys think of the trailer?
0: Oh, I curious? loved it. I loved it. Um, some of the some of the, the the quadcopter shots. I want to say quadcopter either. Right? They may have been a helicopter uh, drone.
2: They're all, it's all drone stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh, dude, just just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful shots. Um, and of course, I talked about the Kyle Redman shots. Um, yeah. I, I, I it, and the way that he spoke to it, I love that uh, because I feel the same way. Like what we did in colorado this summer you know we you get out there with your buddies and you f- see stuff um, of course if it's marked as trail you don't go off the trail if which especially we if you're didn't. in colorado um, <laughs> but you know other times you might and you just kind of ride and you, it's you and your awesome. buddies just just try shit you know you just it's that's that weird fun dynamic that doesn't happen in races it doesn't happen at organized practices it doesn't happen in an mx track yeah. like and I'm glad to see that. And Kevin Rookstool is a badass. And he, you, yeah, he's, he is badass. He's a little loose, <laughs> little loose upstairs. So uh, I can only imagine some of the lines that he probably pulled off. But, yeah, no, I was, I was very, very happy with it. And I'm happy in the sense that, like, yeah, here's my money. Take my money. Take my money. <laughs> Did you, well, what did you
1: think? I have not got a chance to watch it. What a horror! I had school. What? <laughs> that was harsh.
4: <laughs> i just kidding.
1: Class are, all day. You married. That doing like homework. That. Man, he's now he's going to over here trying to dig himself out of a hole. <laughs>
0: nah. I never, I never
1: <laughs> But thought. I will. Tonight I will watch it. And if it's as epic as you just made it sound, it sounds like I'm
0: going to be pumped. Yeah. So uh the amazon 4k you, you mentioned amazon 4k is it is it like itunes deal do they not have that available yet is that not a thing no
2: itunes itunes will have it available every, everything will come out at the same time um but amazon like i don't know if it's prime or they're they're doing their own thing of digital downloads but they will have a 4k version to download from amazon separate it's different from the itunes platform so mm-hmm. and it's the only online platform that's Hosting 4K films right now, so they'll yeah, be pretty cool.
0: They're probably big, a huh? lot of, lot of, lot of gigabytes.
2: Yeah, a lot of gigabytes. The film ended up that I sent over to them ended up being 346 gigs.
3: <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna mail you a hard drive. Here you go. And I
2: prob I probably need a new computer because I had literally melted mine exporting. It was ridiculous.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we probably talked about. Oh wait. Oh yeah, so uh, yeah. Rob is in the chat room. He said they got y'all excited because of Facebook posting that was coming out this week, and I'm assuming that that was probably like the website because that's what it sounds like. The yes. website's going to be up by the end of the week. The so, website. Yeah. So yeah, Rob. Sorry, put your thing away. Zip up your pants. Sorry about. Sorry it, about that. You'll be able to play with it next month. <laughs> sorry, buddy. Well, dude, not we really me. appreciate you coming on the show. Sorry, it's been so long since you've been on, and as well, sorry for dropping the ball on the other on um, not getting back to you on emails. That's just a uh, fuck up on my part, to be honest.
2: That's so. uh, all good. I, I know how it is. So, we'll uh, I'll I'll email you back too on the last one. I got I went for a hike today, so hey. I have the girlfriend's the girlfriend's parents are in town, so I gotta play a little s- entertain, you know, I understand. go do that stuff.
0: Well, we appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Thank you for producing another fantastic off road uh, off road video, yes. uh, film for us to partake in, and uh, maybe by that point Rob will be ready to unzip and play again, and it'll be a good time. But no. <laughs> So thank you for being on the show, man. We really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Later, dude. Take See it easy. Yeah. See you later. Peace. Peace.
0: Ah, hell yeah. No, it, it, it really is. It's a great trailer, and it really does showcase what's gonna what, what looks like is going to be epic footage to Sounds watch over awesome. and over and over again. Um, but yeah, we'll go we'll watch that right when the show's over. So speaking of ending the show, it's funny because we were saying, you know, without Steven here, we're probably going to have a short show. We're just take it easy. But as always, it's 9 o'clock. <laughs> You find a way to let me talk too
1: much. Well, that's okay. I think that's what people tune in for.
0: Uh, I can only hope they tune in for you.
1: Well, you know, what else? That's what you hope to. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I don't. Please,
1: I actually tell people, do not watch. <laughs> I can't stand the sound of my
0: voice. That just means do not listen.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Just turn the volume off. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I never listen to anything that I'm like speaking
0: in Yeah. a video. yeah. Can't do it. Can't handle it. That's just weird. So, coming up, GNCC, we've got the carmate, uh, Mountain Ridge, Pennsylvania, PA. Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. Yeah. Is that math? No. Um, <laughs> we're assuming that we're not going to have a Caleb Russell, that he's probably going to be having surgery or at least getting ready yeah. for surgery. Um, so, it'll be cool to see, you know, what, You know, Ryan Sipes has been on a tear. Uh, Josh drain has been doing pretty good. Bad it, of know.
1: all, wasn't he on the podium yeah, the last one? he was on one? the podium
0: at the last one, too, all, the, so. all them Huskies. So, yeah me so that'll be fun of course we do have another enduro cross coming up this weekend uh in denver colorado so we'll see if cody webb can extend his seven point lead further or if others can pull it back
1: yeah what what
0: how's that gonna go so remember reviews 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 thank you for the ones that have given them so on itunes on spotify on the on youtube all those drop reviews or comments about the episodes and you will then have a chance to win some Seat Time Koozies. that will be a good way to do it. Selfie.com, S E L L F Y.com. You can get to it off the Seat Time website as well. Um, we do have the TKO raw footage there. So 15 minutes of pretty much two stroke noises. Yes. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's like 15 minutes of premix, big boys. Uh, it's, it's good stuff. It's really epic. It literally costs you $2. Uh, it helps fund us a little bit for the trip out to the TKO and just like what we got done talking with Wiley a chance to create more content mm-hmm. in the future um, speaking of of course the, you know you can find us ctime.co is the website that is where all of this is archived we are on twitter so at ctime underscore co is our twitter handle of course we are on instagram it's <laughs> at Seatime co at time. whoa whoops <laughs> too many pale ales <laughs> damn it tam my beautiful wife buying me beer I love Dang that it. woman um, and then huge thank you, thank you to Fly Racing. Check them out at flyracing.com or at your local dealer. And, of course, Kenetire USA at kenetire.com or at your local dealer. And then Stillwell Performance, the best off-road suspension out there at stillwellperformance.com. This has been Seat Time, Episode 182. You're Jamil...
1: Jamil98. 98.
0: Jamil98. 98. I'm <laughs> at Woody B. Pierced. Um, I am going to have a there's, a... there's a blog. I might as well say this. Yeah. There's a blog out there called This World Exists. And you just type it in thisworldexists.com. And I actually have a blog post out there. They posted it yesterday but told me about it today. So go look uh, go look that up. Uh, I think it was 100 Miles to Nowhere.
1: Yeah, that's what it's called. I looked it up earlier. Time. Yeah,
0: so 100 Miles Sweet. to Nowhere on Talk. This World Exists. Go check that out. It's just a quick little four or 500 words about our Seat Time Adventures without actually mentioning Seat Time Adventures. But what? It's okay. It's okay. But it was good. It's for a purpose. <laughs> for a purpose. So thank you guys very much. It's been Seat Time 100, Episode 182. We'll be back next week. See ya. I have no idea. I just hit all the stop buttons.